Last time on Divorce, the squad talks about WandaVision. It's so crazy, so wild. What's going to happen next? Let's see what we're talking about today. It's not WandaVision on Divorce. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the awesome G-Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Emi. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. We swapped this time. Yeah. Lovely to be here. Ooh, I can make myself big. Sorry, I'm getting used to this new system. I like fully cooked up and I took over the screen. I can make myself big. Ooh, out of context. That's what only Marlon said. That's what he said. Right, let me mm-hmm. let me close these tabs. So sorry. Okay. Yeah, take care of that too. <laughs> this is so much fun trying out new technology. Yay. Um, how are you guys? Good. Great. You know, you know great. another Oosh. day in quarantine, another day in a pandemic. Another day in a pandemic. Well, I don't know if the listeners heard today. Well, this will be a few days later, but <laughs> today, and I know Ray's going to have something to say. He can say it after this, but... After 28 years, Daft Punk has finally dis- or sadly disbanded. They're divorced. They're no longer. And to let fans know, you know, instead of writing like a status or a letter, they did a, like a seven-minute YouTube video and showing where one of them, you know, both walking in the desert, you know, one kind of falling behind, and the other guy looks back at him like, what? But then he like opens up his jacket and sets off a 60 minute timer. And then he starts walking off and then he explodes. And the other guy just walks off and they play the song from Touch about, you know, love is home or whatever. And I was just like, and it's titled Epilogue. And I was just like, that's, what? That's like, how, I saw that's how you break up in the, so, uh, in the real world. I was, I was just, that's how you should do it. It is. It's being like yeah, let's, let's do like a weird so of divorce. We should video. be blowing each other up in the desert. Is that what you're saying? That's I mean, that's how we're gonna go down. Geek Force, everybody, we're gonna be like this weird video. We're just like walking our own direction separately. That's, that's like a divorce. Like, uh, what's it called? Instead of like having wedding invites or like gender <laughs> reveals, it's a divorce reveal. <laughs> I feel like that's a very black mirror way of ending it. Of like, great, one of us right. is gonna blow up when we break up, and the, I don't know who it's gonna be, but I think it's like, and then you just have people watching. It's like Sarah, no, and John's like, ha fuck you, Sarah. You'd have wow. much less divorce if when you got married, everyone suicide squatted it with a with a bomb in their chest or something. Like yeah. Wow, we got dark really quick. This has got dark really quick. Wow, that was a, that's what down like the hill just there is no hill. Fall. Did you see that movie uh that like tag movie? Oh god. Oh at the end of the movie they all explode. What it, it could be like that where it's like, yo, if we break up, one of us is gonna like the if we break up, the devil's gonna blow one of us up. I don't know who's gonna be, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> Damn, so we have to stay together even if we hate each other. I wouldn't watch that movie. We signed a pact with some with some deity and if we wake up, we're go- one is going to die mysteriously because of that deity. It's going to be a Greek deity. It's what be deity? Because that's just Hades. I feel like... I feel Who signed what contract? Here's the thing. I think you don't know. I think you're just like at like a ceremony and like they touch like the, the old gods and the new gods and it could be anyone it was and you won't know to like along. you divorce and it's like, is that is that Cthulhu? But it's like, no! 
<laughs> it takes one of you and it's like, well, that happens because the took my ex-fiance. So. And now it's a funeral. <laughs> That sounds, sounds like the name of a new anime. Good oh friend. my <laughs> god, it's so good. Wow, we just made a movie and an anime in like two minutes. And I got divorced right? all at the same time. I can see it right now, like, just yep. like, in the year 4885, every new baby that's born signs a deity deal, and they won't meet that deity until they break some rule, and the deity comes and claims their soul. This is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> a weird start to the show. <laughs> I'd watch it just a bunch of like kids in high school and like Sarah got taken by Zeus. Oh, oh speaking of Greek, uh, Greek stuff, there's this really cool um, animated like uh, uh, um, historical thing on on the Greek gods. It's really interesting. If you have Prime, you should check it out. It's like Greek mythology. I don't know what it's called, but, but it's basically Greek mythology. And it's actually pretty what's, cool. What's it called? I mean, I'll I'll look it up later and send it to you. But it's I'm on the episode like twelve, and it's like they just go in it, all of it. It's really interesting. Zeus is fucked up, like more than more than I realized before. He's super fucked up. He he, he put oh, Hera in the sky, Jesus. attached to like chains and like it was weird it was yeah, like yeah. what is wrong with you why you think the anime even though blood and zeus was horrible they did the closest thing to showing zeus in like a media standpoint even though they still try to make him charming and whatever you're like man zeus you you got everybody like i mean everyone almost died in that anime because <laughs> i would argue god of war portrays zeus more accurately <laughs> That's that's fair, yeah. He's just kind of like a Aww. real, like conniving and manipulative dick the whole yeah. time, and the character's like, "I'm gonna kill that guy. It's gonna happen." Yeah, you should watch it. Well, it's interesting. But to go back to our actual topic of Daft Punk, uh, yeah, <laughs> all the uh, all the trolls are coming out. Uh, I've seen today uh, uh, saying, uh, uh, "Why is everyone so upset about Daft Punk breaking up? They stopped being relevant decades ago." Uh, Cat's face. Yeah, no. <laughs> She's like, what? Who said this? I will find them and vanquish them. Right. Well, you know, let them live their lives. I don't think they're going to have a 28 year relationship with anybody, but okay. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so it's a sad day. Uh, you're a big Daft Punk fan like I am. You know, we have the records and albums and the mini media things they put out together. You know, I just wish them well on their future endeavors. That's all I can do as a fan. Ray, do you have a favorite of theirs, Raymond? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I will keep banging Discovery all day, every day. Uh, yeah. And select tracks from, from select tracks from other albums. But uh... <laughs> I mean, the entire Tron legacy uh album. Dude, you know what i actually i was talking shit earlier and i was saying that discovery is the only great album uh but the i i forgot about tron legacy that's a, yeah. that is a solid album I, re, solid I always album. forget that they did that yeah they they made the movie style. the movie was okay but i feel like the music really added more element to the movie than it's supposed to and i was like you know what i don't want to buy the movie i'll just buy the soundtrack because the soundtrack yeah. was just you mean you didn't like CGI Jeff Bridges? <laughs> it was, it was. It just reminded me of Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom there was a, in Kingdom Hearts two. You do that, so I was like, this is just Kingdom Hearts two. 
It's funny because I'm pretty sure that that same technology was used on Luke Skywalker. So, uh, yo, let's be real. Let's be real. That's little is Tron esque level CGI Damn. on the on the Mandalorian. Damn. Damn. Like, Jeff. Okay, we're just gonna use this technology here, and then Luke. Yeah. Yeah. No one will know. Let's dust that off. So the people who saw Tron run on Windows Windows ninety five. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, wow. That'll still work. Um. So yeah. Thanks, Daft Punk, for all the great memories. Um. Uh. Another news trailer news. Um. Disney. You know, still putting stuff out. I totally forgot about this movie years ago because they talked about it, but I didn't care. Still kind of about it, but. They have released a trailer of Emma Stone's Cruella DeVille movie. Mm. Uh, if you haven't watched the trailer, it's out. If you want to check it out, I think we might have thoughts about it. For I me, I was not really interested. I was like, this looks like a female Joker movie, Disney style. Had that vibe. Yeah. About it. it had that vibe. Yeah, Disney I agree. Style. I'm so crazy and no one understands. Lady, you kill animals and you skin them and you wear clothes. That's not innovative. But maybe she has a deeper reason, like some kind of trauma in her childhood makes her want to skin little puppies. I was was living back in the day in the woods and I had to skin animals to survive. (laughs) To make me feel like I could go on. And so I must continue to have that, even though I'm a millionaire and I don't care what animal it is, I will still and I will kill to get that so I can feel the way I feel, which is Corella do this. I mean, okay, bye. <laughs> the end. Since, since ECA, since ECA, I've been a big Emma Stone fan. Sure. Uh, she's just she does a good job in most of the things she's in. Um, I feel like she's gonna probably be a great Corella Deville. That doesn't necessarily mean this movie will be good, but true. Uh, she'll probably kill the role. So we'll see. Maybe I'll. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Like I think yeah I think we're all wondering like how are they going to play this are like are they going to pull like a Maleficent thing where we're going to let's not even talk about that <laughs> it's like what's the point of this film because again do they plan on making this a one-off film they're going to try to tie in the dimensions at point like if you're doing this Quillenville origin story is your goal to show her going from like she was in a household where there are just dogs and she grew up being afraid of dogs and like didn't develop empathy for for her animals anymore. Like, how are you gonna like set up this character? Are you gonna set her up to be misunderstood? Are you gonna set her up to be, hey, she's just been evil for forever. And this is just how evil she is. So I'm hoping that they don't try to do it. Cause again, it's Disney though. So I feel like, oh, it's a female, it's like, it's a female lead or a male lead. Like, and they're also a part of this thing. They have a solo film. We're gonna, of course, show you that they make bad choices, but we're gonna all dangle this whole like, but, she also donates some money to a local orphanage where she grew up at. Like, how are they going to play this? It certainly, it certainly won't be Joker kind of ending because you're right, it's Disney. Mm-hmm. So we'll that's see. the only thing that I think could could make this movie a little better is if it ended like the Joker ended, but uh, <laughs> I hope that's not going to happen. So. I mean, if, if this was HBO Max or some other channel, like I could, great, they're going to show this deranged woman going like yeah. Ted Bundy on these dogs. I mean, y'all remember the Glenn Close movie? I still think that's the best one-on-one Dalmatian movie because Glenn Close killed that role. Oh, yeah, and- she was visibly and just audibly insane. Like they said, great, Glenn, just 
Go crazy. We don't have a ceiling for you. There is no ceiling. Reach Jim Carrey levels of overacting. Just go for it. Right. That. And she delivered. But like. (laughs) Now you make me want to watch it. I hope that's on Disney Plus. All of her Um, dialogue is yelled. Like she just, it's just like, Clint. I know, but then maybe we'll see why she always yells too. Because she's always like, darling. And then. And I'm like, why is she like that? But I guess, I mean, if y'all, if y'all check it out, let me know how it is. And then maybe. Are you not going to see it, Kat? You brought I it up. I kind of don't want to watch it. I'm not really interested. <laughs> you <laughs> sounded interested like, when you movie, first posted it. a movie of a Disney villain and it was like the origins. I would want to watch Ursula. I think that's a story that needs to be told because there's a lot of backstory there. But can Disney tell is the question though? I don't know. You have to have a good writer. Cause I was I like, I think there's history the with her and Triton. I think there's history like what's like of like the other, yeah. like there's so much. And I'm like, I'm yeah. just waiting for that story. But I Cruz think Deville, Triton I was just being like, the playboy that breaks hearts. So the playboy yeah. like, oh, I'm just so, I'm just like, I'm the, I'm the only son. So I'm real dope. And I'm laying with the all these ladies, it. breaking hearts. And I'm going to string Ursula alone. Baby, I love your tentacles. You're so smooth. <laughs> Maybe she like, was supposed to be queen. And, and she got, like, he left her at the altar or he, he like, you know, swerved on her and married Ariel's mom and, you know, got seven daughters out of that. And she keeps thinking that could have been me. I could have been queen of the sea. I could have been the one giving seven daughters to you. But instead, I'm going to do this. You know, seven see, there's so much story. Planets. Somebody Disney, somebody good. Please write the story. I am already ready to watch that. It's movie. basically going to be like Maleficent. I think I think they're going to see where it's going to be. It's going to be Maleficent underwater. Just no. she hooks up with Triton. He like probably steals some magic from her and says, oh. Dad, yo, she's not going to be able to do this magic anymore. Maybe she takes her pendant and puts it in his crown. That's why she wants it because her pendant is, is the magic thing that gives him power or whatever. It's going to be Maleficent underwater that chooses to do it in Ursula film. Don't do that, Disney. Don't do that to us. But uh, yeah, Corella DeVille trailer out. Let us know what your thoughts are. Um, your girl's not gonna see it, so please let me know. Let all, all, all yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> girl's not gonna see it. I'm not gonna see it. Uh, I like Emma Stone, but I'll wait. I'll wait. Till um, what? I'll wait until you know it's all over and done. When they're already talking about the sequel, then maybe I'll watch <laughs> it. You know. Okay. That better be a sequel. We'll all wait until it's you know not thirty dollars on Disney Plus. That yeah. Definitely okay. Thirty dollars. So now we get to be adults and talk about some serious stuff happening in our great uh, world of pop culture. Um, As you know, you know, be in the world of social media and the stuff full of viral and everything. You know, people do a lot of messed up, rude, disrespectful, offensive things. And, you know, the, the whole tagline of cancel culture has, you know, arise from that. And, you know, people are make out, make ways to uh, cancel people because of their actions, uh, regardless of like, you know, their political views or anything that's very harmful to people. Um, I don't really like saying, you know, cancel culture. I, I like to call it consequence culture because it's always a consequence of your actions. And so 
I don't know if this segment's called consequence culture, and then we have like a a, a, a gavel or you know some kind of lawyers happening. But that's that's. I that's don't have a gavel it. sound, unfortunately. I have a I have a I have a sad a sad trombone sound. Does that help? That's <laughs> natural. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yes, yes. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna say a name, then press it. Ready? Here we go. Here we okay. go. R. Kelly. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> um, that might actually work. <laughs> That was funny. Anyway, chat, you were saying cancel culture. So yeah, consequence culture. We're gonna have a little segment today to point out a lot of at least a few that have been in the news recently that actually, you know, has been involved in a lot of things that we like to watch and that uh fandoms that we really support, but you know, they gotta go because of stuff they did. And so with that, I wanna start with Josh. Whedon. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to, I had to try. I had to try it. Timing was so much better. <laughs> I pressed enough for my when I pressed yours the first time. I didn't do anything. That's why there was a delay. You're like, <laughs> sorry, I'll work on no, it. It was perfect. <laughs> oh, that was. I'm thinking that was perfect timing. Um, Shatrath Sweden, you know him, created you know Buffy and Angel, directed Avengers one and two. Uh, went on to do Justice League and, you know, pretty big guy in a lot of fandoms. Um, since, I want to say last year, an, uh, Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in Justice League, came out with allegations about how Josh Whedon was very inappropriate, uh, offensive, disrespectful to a lot of crew members. And he felt like, you know, he shouldn't get away with that. You know, they're... All, they all work professionally and respect each other. And he felt like for him to abuse his power to uh, be like that, it's just not right. And he was just calling for attention to that since, you know, Hollywood is still trying to build up a normalcy of respecting everybody. And, you know, WB and um, uh, even DC kind of, kind of was trying to make him be quiet about it. You know, they went through a lot of back and forth throughout last year and you know since then it was pretty quiet but then i don't want to get her name mixed up is it charisma carpenter charisma carpenter Mm -hmm. uh last week last week i would say she uh wrote on her instagram a whole post about working with josh when she was on buffy and it really kind of connected things to what ray was saying not our ray but ray fisher and um He's also important then, too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then other, other people from Buffy start speaking out. And now it's like the whole media and the whole world are like, oh, okay, let's turn our attention back to Whedon and be like, okay, so maybe we should start investigating him. I just, and, and so that's where I kind of am like, so this man has probably there's probably so much evidence of him doing whatever he wants to do but people are like whatever you know i'm coming in to get my paycheck for people to have the time to say things it's like uh they're getting shut down and stuff and that's kind of sad but I, I just find it interesting that to get away with such stuff for a long time i know that's such a hollywood thing but i mean as an actor especially an actor of color because 
uh, Ray Fisher is black in case our listeners didn't know he's a black man. Um, it's interesting that's always it has to be like a like a woman or a person of color to actually have to say something. And then everybody's just like, Psh, you're fine until it's many people. And then that's when the whole consequence culture comes in. And it's like, OK, we need to, you know, throw down a gavel and take care of this. But I'm like, how do you how do you take care of this? How do you uh, how do you stop people like this? Because it's, it's like it's interesting that we're talking about it, but like what 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 are we talking about? How do we get to a solution? How do we? How? To be to be clear for people, it's a lot of uh, him being a jerk. Director mm-hmm. is more so what it is. It's less about sexual allegations. It's less about right. So I'm just trying to make sure. Sort of. I, I mean, I mean, uh, the 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 actress who played um, Hope Hope is that am I? Correct with that? I can't remember. But Buffy's uh, sibling in the show, she she came out and she said a thing that there was a a rule on set that he can't be alone with her in a room. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. She didn't really she she didn't go. She didn't explain it, but it Mm -hmm. seemed very obvious what that meant, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of stuff like hinted, but not. I feel like they can't say things because I guess that messes up an investigation. I don't know. But there's just a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because like I feel like it's weird to me that it's weird to me that that is the level of detail we're getting when like people like uh matt lauer harvey weinstein harvey weinstein uh what's his name um kevin spacey like all these other people have have more details about stuff maybe not maybe not at a time but like it just it just we it's a hard one for Whedon in my from from my perspective not necessarily hard because he's done stuff most so hard because uh a lot of these cases end up being case by case like it isn't like an easy it isn't an easy thing to just cancel consequence someone that like that like that and uh what you call it especially i don't know especially when it's someone that has like uh, Joss Whedon's different. He has a whole history, and there's people he's been working for years. But like someone new is hard. Uh, I think we're going to talk about Gina Carano in a minute, and like that one's a, that one was a weird one for completely different reasons. Joss right? Yeah, that's fair. And so, but like, uh, I feel like my the part that's hard for me about Joss Whedon is it isn't so cut and dry. That's just like, hey, you are a horrible human being because all of these things are against you. It is, Hey, a lot of people don't like working with you. So does that like, and you were kind of a jerk to a lot of these people. Does that mean you just get no more work ever again until you figure this out? Like, are you, uh, are you redeemed? Are you in the, is there a category where you're just gone? Are you in the category where like, we'll talk to you, we'll check on you in five years and see if you've learned the error of your ways. Like, where is he at in this? Like, well, he hasn't even like said, he hasn't said anything. He has not apologized. Nothing has left his lips since this has happened. And I don't expect we will until yeah. there's some sort of formal legal thing that happens. Right. I don't expect we'll hear anything from him. Yeah. Um, I did read an article how a Warner Brothers executive producer who was anonymous 
uh, through the whole thing when when they were back in Justice League when they got rid of like they you know Snyder quit because of his uh, because he had to take time off and they brought Whedon in and he basically took over the movie and we already know how the movie was you know but those people do but those people knew or at least the higher ups knew uh, and he quotes Whedon was a piece of shit but they needed him to finish the movie, even though the stuff that he wanted and stuff was stupid. And they were like, well, we don't want that or whatever, but we got to finish it. I was just like, wait, so there's like other stuff on top of other stuff of him being shit. So they just needed his, I don't know, like his legacy to add to this it's movie, just, even though. It bugs me that I blame I blame Warner Brothers for that whole franchise being trash. And it, that even bothers me, you telling me this information, because <laughs> that means you brought in a guy that sucked, apparently, who your on words, purpose, yeah. on, mm-hmm. on purpose, because you wanted his expertise when it comes to ensemble movies mm-hmm. and so Disney and, and Avengers and Disney and stuff. But then you don't listen to him when he gives you advice. I'm very confused. <laughs> Right. Why, you, why didn't you just get Joe Schmo who would have taken half the amount of money? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, um, I'm just reading up on stuff. Uh, like, Josh, or not, but Ray Fisher was like, you know, I'm not getting sued for anything I've been saying because it's all true. And, you know, with all the support coming out lately, it's like it's building more towards the truth. So it is interesting of, like, what is happening behind the scenes right now? Are we ever going to see this man yeah. again? Is he going to start having trials? I mean, like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like we want to. I know, but like, I mean, think about people like Woody Allen and, and Roman Polanski. You know, they've gotten away with stuff and they still work. Versus the power of being you know, a white man in the industry. Right. And then he's either going to be like that where everyone hates him. But, you know, you have you have your trusted fans who are still going to watch and support because they don't care. And then you have the real people who are like, I'm not going to see nothing, you know, but at the same time, he could be held. You know, he could be convicted of something and be on trial and we never see him again. I don't know. It's like everything's so hush hush. One day, everything's just going to come out and be like exclusively like he did this, 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 and it's going to be like, what? I mean, the only so, thing I can think of is is if someone filed like a like a civil suit. I that's what I'm. I'm not imagining see. anything like anything bigger than that, honestly. Mm. The um, I'd like to talk about a few more of these people, but I yeah. I will say that my my point. My grand point on all of this consequence culture is going to end up being what are the what is the general public doing to learn from all these people making all of these mistakes? Because uh, that's my my problem that I think is getting where where cancel culture is getting out of hand is people are uh, quick to judge and quick to be the jury on all of the public information that's coming out and all of these people saying stuff. We see it time and time again about uh, with all of these celebrities. Uh, we start, we saw it last year and still kind of seeing it when it comes to like uh, Twitch and video game uh, players and like stuff like this. When they have allegations coming out, like we see it time and time again, where all these people are just getting like trashed on publicly. The, the, the Republican Party is starting to use it as 
a rallying cry to like, uh, they're going to come with a pitchfork and, and cancel culture is going to kill you. Like, what are we mm-hmm. like? How are we? How is this helping us? Because if it's like, I want to see the comeuppance of people that deserve comeuppance because that's uh, that's that is justice at the end of the day. But like, are we actually getting that? Or are we just are we just mobs of people doing nonsense and just just throwing fire at doors we don't even like and we don't even understand what's really going on like that's i don't know it's that's, a, that's what you call a coup in america that's what i yeah. i that's what i'm asking right because i'm no, like it's, it's, called I, a, it's called a protest when it's white people what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i agree right because like it's it's i'm like it's healthy to discover these things and talk about it because we don't we have not had that chance in the past you know for however long you know people had platforms to talk about it it really hasn't really shown since like last year last year was like the start of or maybe even two years ago the start of like let's just tell Uh, people what's really going on and talk about it and so um that wasn't Matt Lauer and Kevin Spacey like two years ago yeah it was around two years ago something like that so like, yeah, like more people are like, you know, coming out, which I think is great. But what does that lead to? Does that lead to like creating rules and stuff, standards for Hollywood? Does that just create like, I don't know what. And then as a public, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to be like just going to boycott this and whatever? Like, I don't I don't know. But, you know, it's just interesting just seeing it from as an outsider of just. This is just a mess. But um, yeah, we're going to go on to our next person is uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Gina Carino. Was Carano. Carano. OK, Gina Carano. Who play? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter. Because <laughs> she's canceled. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> she played Kara on The Mandalorian. And I will say this, Baby Yoda was right because when he first met her, he tried to choke her out. That should have been a red flag, y'all. That should have been a red flag. Um, she is quote unquote canceled. I don't know if you want to play the sound right there. She's quote unquote canceled. Or like dumb stuff. Like cause she didn't know how to stop having she didn't know how to stop when everyone was kept telling her to like, hey, just just be quiet. Like like just just stop like let it go like it's not as important as this disney career for you like and maybe that's a whole other problem in itself but like i just i'm impressed that she got as many chances as she did mm-hmm. it seemed at least before yeah. they finally were just like oh she's out of here ray and do you want to then she uh, wants to enlighten the wolf. listeners on what she uh on what she did <clears throat> i she she was just being uh, a uh, a well-known QAnon supporter. Maybe I'm jumping a gut. Maybe I'm jumping a little too far with QAnon, but QAnon adjacent ideas. Let's go. Let's say that. And uh, uh, being uh, anti-vaccine crazy, if I remember correctly, anti-election. Don't forget the Nazis. Was coming up. Yeah, Yeah, there was some big post was about the whole being compared. It said hating. She said. Being compared oh, to hating someone for their political views in America is 
to the treatment of Jewish people during the Holocaust yeah, was, in Nazi yeah, was, Germany. Yeah, I was getting to that one because there was some trans stuff I remember at a time too. She was mm-hmm. saying, um, and so like she said, she said so many things, and it's funny to me. It's actually very hilarious to me that the thing that finally got her canned was her uh, making a Holocaust comparison. That's it's just hilarious. To me. Oh, she could say all those other things that it is, and it's halfway fine from Disney, but as soon as that because they're still trying right. people for the Holocaust um, even now. <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna sure, say sure, about sure, that. Sure. So I don't, and now she wants to cry wolf and yada yada, and they're they're attacking me, and this isn't fair, and all right. of these things, and I don't know what Pedro's doing. I thought he was going to be kind of on the side of the firing, but it seems like he's just trying to be everyone's friend, and right. so I, mean, I can't really blame him for that one because right. he's just trying to keep his job at this point. He's trying to keep his job. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's just a mess because it's just it's losing the message. If the point of cancel culture is to get justice for people doing things that, if that's the point, it's lost its way. Like we are, we are off task as a people. Um, I think because the message is getting lost because it's getting distorted by people able to propagandize itself on top of all of this nonsense. And we need to. And it's like a. It's like when global warming was going and they're like, ah, global warming, but it's cold right now. And like <laughs> people are like, but that's not what global warming. Uh, and like, so now everyone's trying to use climate change. I feel like that's what we're trying to change words because cancel culture got out of hand. So it's like consequence culture and all this other. But it's just like, what is happening? We need to get this together. We need to, we need to have a group. Can we all pause and have a group talk and figure out what's the goal of all of this? Because I'm down, but like. (laughs) For what? (laughs) So, so Ray, what, what are you envisioning in this world where we know what the fuck we're doing? I'm envisioning a world where people that are jerks and treat people poorly don't have these jobs that are like high profile public uh, public eye like positions at the end of the day we don't we didn't want there's a there's an argument for 40 president 45 about being a bad role model mm-hmm. being one of the most powerful people in the world and so i don't know you at least have uh you have some people out there uh that are just making human mistakes we can look at jay-z and beyonce and be like jay-z was sleeping around a couple of years ago he didn't get canceled because i mean like they know, settled that shit on, on an apology tour with her yeah it's the right, only reason exactly you see these people like you know people mess up all the time that's not the the problem is that people making mistakes the problem is people getting away with all the schemey and dirty stuff for years upon years upon years mm-hmm. and not getting any sort of consequence until years later when i guess some people feel like it's too old and other people feel like it still needs to happen and i don't know if that's any of our decisions to be making other than the people involved is mm-hmm. actually my it's at the end of the day if i'm making a point that's my point is i don't think this is any of our business i think the people involved need to be dealing with this and warner brothers needs to be doing some sort of investigation or like hollywood needs to understand what has happened here they probably know honestly but the um 
but like this is for them to figure out like joe all those people on the internet just yelling at gina carano is not getting anything done it's just making her feel more emboldened to say the stuff that she wants to say like i don't that's where i get that's my actual point if i'm making a point is i don't think us being massively involved is getting us much anywhere other than mass attention and more divisive stepping back and like looking at, I think the moving behind uh, this cancel culture, because initially it wasn't called cancel culture. Initially, Black Twitter was just calling people out and calling out companies. I think the term cancel culture came from, you know, a Fox News pundit, like, oh, they're canceling people out here. And it became more of like a trend of like, they're canceling this person, this thing got canceled, or this thing got fired, or fire culture. Like, I think we saw the weight of people collectively being like here are the receipts for the individual or the uh, institution that has wronged this specific group of people and it's been going on for so long no one's done anything about it and i think we, we initially saw this with like uh, all these allegations such harassment where it's like hey this keeps happening and we've gone public we've talked about it and nothing has happened and then now we're seeing hey XYZ celebrities have said something. We're all now deciding we're not going to be a part of this person's financial gain. And now you hit people where they where the most damage is done, which is in their pockets. So I think initially people noticed, great, if we want to actually, you know, affect change and do things, you saw a lot of black children like, great, we're just going to pull money away from these companies until a change happens. And so we definitely saw in the beginning of these things, this was this became a hot button thing of a cool, like people were calling us out and we either can make a statement that is like foot and mouth and then we you know have to fix it later or we can fix it now. And I think that's what we kind of saw in the initial beginning. But what I do think ended up happening is once it became politicized in terms of like oh like these people of color are coming for these mostly right-wing businesses like well what about so-and-so aren't they also wrong it became a whole combat of like we're going to call out people on the right people on the left and try to like you know it became it became more a political term than i think it initially even began as it definitely began from a place of like of of change and a necessary for change but i do think that over time as if we become weaponized and it definitely seems to come up when, when someone takes the spotlight i think there with both these these scenarios we definitely see the two types of cancel culture what you see with this whole joss whedon thing is like hey like Hollywood as a whole knows this person is terrible. And but apparently no one thought to prepare or warn Ray Fisher or anyone else they work with. And they're like, hey, this guy's kind of a bad person. We're gonna have uh, you know, the supplemental material needed for you to be successful in this role in this occupation. Of course, it wasn't provided. So you have someone who's like calling out the director, but not only is he calling out, but he's calling out to other people, like, hey, this person's a bad person, and people know that this maybe if you all help me this case can be pushed along and of course we saw that once people on the internet started pushing Warner Bros. like hey like he keeps saying this thing and then all the celebrities saw seeing this hashtag or seeing this comp this conversation that bigger conversation then causes hey let's actually do this case with fisher he's really upset and like he's getting the internet behind him and that's again gonna hit us in our pocket we don't want to upset that that bottom line so again i think 
a lot of this uh, calling out definitely all attaches to like, great, we know where we have to go. We're just like affecting advertisers, affecting uh, sponsorships. So I definitely think with the Josh Whedon, we definitely saw the beginning of that with his other, you know, secondary tertiary information about him. All we're getting is like, great. He still wasn't, he still, he, he was, he's been bad for a while now. And if anything, this just shines a lot on great. Like this might happen again to where like, where he'll upset someone by being mean to them. And they're like, great. Like I had to endure hell working with his director. And of course, I think it, with Revenger, I think it crossed the line. And of course the hope is that now Hollywood knows, Hey, he crossed the line. Keep your eye on him. Uh, and hopefully just Whedon knows. And now we you know as the internet, great. Like we're going to, you know, be, you know, sending our, prayers and wishes for whoever decides to start on show a movie with them. And who knows, maybe this might even effectively change how Joss does interact on set now. Maybe this was his push of like, great, now that Warner Brothers came at me because like they're upset about their bottom line, I want to keep getting hired to be director. I need to also change how I'm behaving. So I think that of course affects the culture, which is what we need it. And we've and it's gonna hopefully Going the positive with the Gina thing, we again see with internet. The internet have been calling out uh, Gina for forever on everything, and again, you know, this is taking small hits. And if you talk to Pedro, like they even had an agreement on set, we're like, we're all just going to agree to disagree. We're not going to talk anything else about it. If we're on set together, we're not going to talk about what we talk about online. And you definitely can see there's like some, you know, I mean, like this in season two, she had like ridiculously less lines and less screen time. And that's most likely a direct effect of her interacting outside. And I think the hope for Disney is that great, she's being hired less, we're hitting her pockets. She's fully aware of what she's doing. The line is wrong. People are telling her that. We're probably also telling her, hey, keep it down. So again, you have that factor, like we're checking in with her and we're trying to get her to stop. She's not stopping. And then finally, she does a Holocaust thing on the eve of the insurrection and then that quickly pushes great not only is it like super a faux pas to be pro insurrection it's also super faux pas to mention that you're as uh persecuted as the people that absolutely were almost extinct from the world so again she like doubled down on a double down like great we fully have to step away we've done our diligence pedro's spoken to her we've all spoken to her nothing's happening i mean that's like a really important thing but i think all in all there are great moments, but then there are also lows. And I think what we're seeing, like Ray said, like there's a lot of folks who tend to go backwards. Like if you want to talk about Michael Vick and Kevin Hart, these are two people that Michael Vick got arrested, served jail time, lost all his dogs, had to pay a fine, did community service, served all those things, was released from jail. But whenever he's brought up and being a part of a project, people are quick to be like, I'm not going to be part of it because of his past. But it's like, hey, he served that time. And for all we know, he's fully changed around, like he's not involved in that illicit activity anymore. So that's someone who has, guess what, changed and so the consequence. Kevin Hart made a bunch of bad jokes uh, that are really homophobic. Uh, and again, he has uh, throughout his you know career has had to make an apology over and over again. But again, he gets on stage to be a potential Oscar host. And now everyone's like, no, he can't because he, what he said in 2003, and he's like, I fully talked about that. But with both these individuals, what ends up happening is uh, it, it, it works in the reverse. These people hit up these companies who want to work with them. They're like, don't work with him. He's a terrible person. And they're like, well, we're seeing a lot of people on social media who are showing, uh, you know, a little, uh, you know, negativity for this person. This could affect our bottom line. Let's preemptively pull out and like not partner with them. And I think it works in that negative, like, and I think what it comes down to is knowing 
and trusting as a company that great. I think, again, this comes down to capitalism. Like, can we trust these individual companies to great handle it in-house and do it in a way that's going to be justifiably done? No. And then the second part, great. Can we trust them to also notice that someone has, again, served their time and change? The answer would be hopefully yes. But again, what we're noticing is that on that latter end, companies aren't doing their due diligence. Like, great. You've served your time. You've made the adequate amount of service that's needed to be like to like regain and rebuild this connection. We're going to stick with you through this because, again, you've shown us tangible evidence of you being a, a, an individual that's growing and for growth. And I think that's what we need to see. And I think I, mean, that's, that's, I think that's, that's why, um, I know, was it James Gunn that initially got removed from a movie and they brought him back? I'm like, actually, James, you're, you're absolutely right. You definitely did address, you made some bad statements in the past. And you acknowledged your Twitter back in the day was horrendous. And also since then, you've been partnering with a bunch of individuals and corporations to do better. We're gonna bring you back. I think that's what we're hoping and what needs to be done in the future when it comes to this like consequence culture is companies be like, great, the internet's going to call us out. We'll do something wrong, but also we need to also trust our judgment that this individual has done, you know, their due diligence of being a good person and say, great, we hear you. We understand this happened. Here's what they did. We're sticking with them. We're going to go go work with it. I mean, because otherwise you wind up with comedians, uh, like, um, Dave Chappelle, who his whole stand up now is, uh, attacking this incorrect use of counterculture of like, you know, hey, like here's where they did it wrong. And I'm gonna like say, great, maybe you shouldn't have, you know, people be angry at me for saying transphobic homophobic things. But it's like, yeah, both those things aren't true. Um, we consider that as you though, but both those things are true. So I think with this comes that balancing act of like, great. Um, on the one hand, it's useful because it again we think that being rich and powerful or being a celebrity is going to like really garner a lot of effective change. And the real and the reality is unless they're like, you know, trying to pull off a crop top, they can't really do much unless they have like Jay-Z money, you know? So they can do like aesthetic changes to like policies, but they can't do anything fundamental that comes from the people and the fan base of like, great. I'm saying we need to all do this to like affect change and then funneling that in the, from the energy that way. But I guess that's one of the major ways to do so. And of course we still need to, you know, fix the ladder and like, great, we can acknowledge and see change and we're going to ignore these trolls who are just coming out to be trolls and saying, cancel that person. It's like, great. We hear you. They've done enough to like repair, you know, they've, 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 they've done a full RC, a restorative justice circle with the people involved. We trust and feel safe enough with this person to progress. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, no, I don't want an applause. <laughs> I don't want any of that. But uh, yeah, again, but again, like Marlon. like Rick said, though, this is definitely being this is a hot button issue. I mean, Fox News has several segments where they again are incorrectly calling out cancel culture as like this person is something racist, sexist, and transphobic. Why did they lose their job? Cancel culture's <laughs> at it again. We get to see like you know how it can be construed, but also I think it comes down to being like Ray said, except being acceptable of people who are changing and acknowledging that change is what we want out of this whole thing. And if we see it, we don't need to pursue anything else. If there is an active change, we got it. Unless it's Woody Allen 
and uh, then Rumblancy again. And also, I think Cancel Culture is coming back in a big way because there are just celebrity uh, documentaries that keep dropping about like, yeah. hell, hey, like I've been wronged for years, and no one, and like again, there's been people who've been trying to support me, but more or less has been like straight on judgment, i.e. Britney Spears and how like she got shit on for her entire career and it took this documentary to have people like like to have these amazing and noteworthy and female journalists be really like kind of gross about her like whole thing and they're like hey I'm sorry that was really rude and like as a like a, as a woman in journalism, I can definitely understand that, like how I should have taken my spotlight and my opportunity to just ignore those hype questions and talk to like a human being. And I didn't do that. So yeah, I think like Cap's is being brought back because again, it's bringing up a lot of these documentaries, uh, the Arcane documentary. There's just a lot of just these personal videos coming out and it's like actual proof and tangible evidence of like, hey, this person was done wrong and we need to effectively make change. And that might mean directing these comments at the individuals responsible for causing this harm. Agreed. To bubble off that uh, Britney Spears documentary, um, Justin Timberlake, uh, in that documentary, he had a little segment about uh, how he basically just had inappropriate comments about Britney when interviewed about her as far as like uh, sleeping with her and what he thought about her. But, you know, that also included like his actions of like, you know, the whole thing with Janet Jackson, how he, I mean, we all know how he does his music, how he acts in interviews around uh, black people. I don't know if you guys ever saw the Ellen interview he had with, uh, SZA and Girl. how he kept interrupting SZA. I, I saw that. I was so mad. I was like, he's just shut up. Like, he's getting on my nerves. But it's so funny how he did that for years and he, um, at least he never apologized. You know, at the least he didn't apologize to Janet. He didn't apologize to Brittany because, I mean, again, same type of guy doing what he wanted. And it took people flooding social media to be like, you know, he wrote uh, an apology on on his uh, on his Instagram or whatever, saying, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, so if this documentary never came out, would he just continue living his life? Mm-hmm. And the people who mm-hmm. knew the truth are just gonna be like, I don't like Justin Timberlake because of a what five he did minute clip. Apologize. I'm to apologize. Right. That's crazy. To After me. like 15, 20 years. Five minutes. I mean, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, but it's just real. interesting. SNL did a whole skit about how, like, hey, you need to, like, apologize. <laughs> it was like a, a Britney Spears sketch oh, where it was sponsored by the Notepad app, where it's like, if you need to copy and paste an apology on Instagram, Notepad app. And it's just like, that's 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 tangible. That's, that's, that is an accurate depiction of what happened. And, like, people gave her a very. I, I will say there was one journalist that gave like the most BS response of like I only reported what people were interested in wow and I was like all right mister I was just doing my job Brittany sorry I talked to you about your virginity when you were a young lady right a lot of people crossed the line back in the day for Brittany and you know uh I follow a lot of 
bringing things throughout the years and it just really was crazy that no one was helping this lady and it really was the fans who are like can someone check on Brittany because you know fans be stalking and they find out things and it's on Twitter you know they talk about if she's in rehab and talk about how her father held her hostage I didn't know that until someone on Twitter said that and then I was like is this confirmed people were like yeah it's confirmed because she's posting these like she was posting these weird videos on Instagram and it was like you guys, her father is still like in charge of everything. I'm like, but she's a grown ass woman. It doesn't matter, you know? And so it's interesting how in this case, a documentary had all the facts to display people who had harmed this person who did not have a voice. And, you know, I mean, we got an apology for Justin, but then her father like lost custody. So it's interesting to he see. He didn't lose custody. Not custody. No, he's. Sorry, Marlon, go he's ahead. He's a court case. Ah! They're sharing the um, the the uh, the thing with with, some, with with the bank or the person. I don't know. Something is being shared. It, it's a co thing now. Uh, he's still he's, so he's still involved. That's so upsetting. But okay. Well, yeah, I mean, because like typically con- conservatorship is for like the senile. Yeah. You know, I was like, cool. Like my my like my mama is eighty six, so I just need to take care of her funds so that no one can like so she doesn't just like give money away or like give it to someone who she like trust. So it's very strange. It happens to someone who's like as young as she is, but it She's what it takes is of course him. the like psych report of like, hey, like she had this like a psychiatric episode and like here's and because she's like literally just been videotaped and recorded her whole life, every news clip of her with like the shaved head and fighting paparazzi, they just played that clip in the courtroom. Like, here's here's what she's capable of if she doesn't have someone watching her. <sighs> and of course, this woman also like lost full custody of her kids for a while. Like, it's yeah. also something yeah, that, that, that those are her worlds, her kids. She loves her kids. So I was just mm-hmm. like, I would lose my mind too. Like, mm-hmm. you're just setting it up, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> So, well, they kind of use the kids as like a way to like get her to do things too. Yeah. Like you have your kids, like you have to, you know, nod your head as we say. Messy. Um, So yeah, you guys, consequence culture. It's still happening. There's a lot of people that we kind of skipped over, but those are the main things that just happened that was talked about last week in the news. Um, As far as finding a solution, again, you know, I think these should also I kind of think back towards last year when we had the Black Lives Matter protests and discussions and, you know, demanding justice for, you know, just black people everywhere in every career uh, field. And And I mentioned that because when I was looking at Gina and they were asking her like, well, your Star Wars co-workers were talking about Black Lives Matter. Do you believe in Black Lives Matter? And she's like, in my experience, screaming someone that they're racist when they are not a racist. And any post and research you do will show these facts, but you guys are, you know, you guys are bullies, you know, for saying that. And I'm like, okay, Gina, we just asked you a question, but whatever. Anyway, but the fact that they had demanded justice and some companies were hip to that to create standards and change their uh the way they ran their their business so that there wasn't like uh uh like a a whole um preventing people from opportunities it should be somewhat similar if people just need like people just need basic rights like don't 
be abusive. Don't be hurting people and get away with it. Like, I don't understand why this is not a stand industry standard for 80, 90 years since Hollywood was started. It's crazy. Like that's, that's why I feel like for, you know, if you're signing up for a a contract to do anything in media, you got to understand you represent the brand. And I think some of these celebrities forget that, especially with Gina, she's girl, girl, how are you going to forget that? And you're so worried about your freedom of speech. And Disney was very lenient. They tried, you know, with Josh Whedon, it was a little bit different because it was like people just didn't want to touch it. Like they were afraid, I guess, of it ruining their chances, you know, kind of like with Brittany Justin thing. Don't touch it or ruin your chances. And that needs to stop. It's like if you see something, you know, see something, say something, you know, um, stop there should be an industry so that if you do cross that line then you are getting your consequence you should not be surprised you know i think people walk in see money and fame do whatever they want keep going and that becomes a pattern for them and so that's what i think should happen is create strict guidelines i mean it's like i mean we're educators you have your expectations of class you break these expectations what happens there are consequences sent to marlin <laughs> you get consequences and then you do those consequences or, or be, and you reflect on your choices <laughs> and be better <laughs> i don't understand like i feel um, like that's what should happen so i'm always to have a whole to, bunch of educators for our hollywood and be like what do y'all want okay i'm writing them down never happen any of y'all across these Anyone break these rules, y'all got to do X, Y, Z. And if you still cross, then you're going to prison and you're never having a job in the industry again. Simple as that. That's a (laughs) takeaway from what you're saying right now, because I agree with you. It's just that I, uh, you said at a point during all the, us talking about Black Lives Matter and everything goes, we're, we need to check up on these companies yeah. a certain amount of time down the road. I honestly, you, now that you're talking about it now, it, it just dinged in my head. I think it's time to start checking on these companies because yeah. it's been six plus months. Like It's Black History Month, uh, too. Uh, like what have y'all actually done? Because I don't actually know much of anything. Um, I don't Look back at that box. Go look it's back. Called, at that like, box. Pioneer syrup or yeah, something. It's, it's, it's called Pioneer syrup. Yeah, I still yeah, have one that has right her name on it. Look at that box, and you will you know. find you will find the name Aunt Jemima mm-hmm. on that box. Currently, yes, I bought one recently. Wait, it does have her name. So on is it. the Aunt Jemima like syrup bottle going to be like worth something? Like it's like I got the original before it changed. Is it going to be like that? I see like it on eBay. Name, we'll find out. Her name is still on that box. Zoom in, zoom in, Marlon. Let, let the audience see the truth. In. I know. I'm, I'm really telling you picture. to look at the box. Zoom yeah. into the box, Marlon. The box, the box is literally my, mining. Well, that's what Pearl they release. If you go to the store, that's not on the store shelves yet, though. Okay, so look again because you're not. I'm looking. looking I'm looking. To me okay, I'm, so zoom Ray zoom is right. right. It says new name, same great taste on Jemima, but it's very small. Oh, it yeah, is very yellow, small. Little yellow thing. Oh, only wears six like Jemima. Just, just so you know, in case you forgot. <laughs> There's no black lady on there now. It's just called 
Pearl Company. I still call it Pioneer Syrup, and I don't know why. The name of the company that owned all the slaves that made Aunt Jemima bread. Wow. Basically. Pioneers. Pilgrims. Pilgrims Syrup. It's like Land of White People Syrup. Is that what you're trying to say? Took the land, and we got rid of the indigenous person. And then we call it Land of Lakes and put a person on it. Washington football team. But to pivot away from these serious comments, I do want to give you all a Crunchyroll Anime Award winners of the year. Yay! uh, Review. Just real brief, real fast. Uh, A huge shout out to Jujutsu Kaisen. Yay! Anime of the year. Yay! And also took home Best Antagonist and a well-deserved award, Best Ending Sequence. Yes. Lost in Paradise is a yes. slap. It is. It, 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 you twerk to it. It doesn't <laughs> fit. It doesn't fit the overall theme of the show. But when it comes on, you let that thing play. Uh, you let them swag out and everybody dance. swags out. The little mood. It, yeah. it, literally, you can watch someone get dismembered and die within the little. And it comes on. It's like, yeah, gotta get yeah, on. Get on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I love it. That's true. Yeah. Also, big. Uh, I think the the biggest contention is. Uh, best fight scene, My Hero Academia season four, Deku versus Overhaul. Yes. Um, we're debating whether or not it should have been that fight that won best fight scene of the year within the anime itself. What mm. actually won? Well, no. So that did win, but people were saying that there are much better fight scenes that should have been on oh, there. Yeah. The sky right. Deku versus That's Overhaul won. I completely I agree see. with that statement. <laughs> I agree, but wasn't that the fight where he went 100% for like. So, a good 60 seconds and I remember I was screaming I was like ah he's like kapow and I was like ah but you know because you know the girl was on him so he wouldn't feel the pain but I was losing my mind because finally we got to have a glimpse of him being 100% and he was super super saying it was I'm sorry like that fight might have been whatever but that scene took me out I, I think I blacked out right after that it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> what did I, I I no I I won't fight cat that I was hype. I just I can't get behind it being the best fight because overhaul was just I'm a big monster guy, even though I have the most broken power since all for one but you know that's fine right. let's just go let's go let me go godzilla mode i our, our friend said something about that the other day and i was just like yeah godzilla. no you got a point this this why did why was he just in big monster i'm a i'm a crazy person mode when like literally all he had to do was touch deku and the fight was done like yeah. for those I, who don't know uh overall's power literally is touching people and they fully combust yeah oh he can he can pull them and put them together he can pull them apart and put yeah, them together yeah. to be able to but yeah, more or less, he, he just needs to like have tactile touch. And the battle, instead of being a game of keep away and don't tag me, turned into like uh, a kaiju fight, but with like a small person yeah. fighting a kaiju. I, I I, <laughs> a little girl right on his back. <laughs> I was like, after that fight, as it was happening, in hindsight, it wasn't like amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. So the episode itself was good. It was great. The fight was good, but I could have, I, 
I really believe there was another fight, maybe in the inside the building because each that was like a whole story arc where they were rescuing people. I want to say the fight with Kirishima, Krish, Kiri, I call him Kiri, when he had we heard his backstory and how he gets like you know he gets he can make his body be like really hard. I think that fight was better than that than the fight that uh Deku was doing because that was the first time I actually got the to see him fight. The actually... And he he could have died, but he was just you know, and then he had uh what's his name? Fat gum with him. And yeah, that was a smaller fight, but I was just like, dang. And then that whole fight was in a fight like three uh of those villains in that room like that was a great episode too so yeah i think there were better fights but i think that one just had more shock value i can give you a fight right now that should definitely won did you see million versus overhaul that fight should have been number one oh he learns fear for the first time and he's just like that fight should have for me that was where that was where sir night eye was too right Mm -hmm. i think so yeah yeah that was that one was That one was much better. But yeah. he just like hits like him a bunch of times and he's just like, I'm not going down. And it's just like he, he gets like afraid. I'm like, I love when a hero can make a villain be like, I've made a mistake. Like a real big bad villain, like she'll like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like I that, that's a that's a feeling of like, oh, this is about to get wild. <laughs> well, so my my next question is what other fights were um nominated besides that? Oh, um, I can look that up, but of course you need to fill the space while I do so. This was like 2020, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, like 2020 stuff because I mean, because yeah, because Demon Slayer do they do early so, too? But I'm just trying to think of the anime from last year because um, we had that Jujutsu Kaisen that come into the end of the year, so I don't know if that was counted because I was like, uh. There was some crazy fight. I mean, for a first season, they had some pretty crazy fights, but I don't know if they made that cut. Um, I can't think of a. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here are the best fight scene nominations. Wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> What's over there? Never mind. Go ahead. I can't figure right. out right oh. now. It's too much stuff. Uh, we have, I don't know, half of these anime. We have Bercoli versus Dark God Vecta. Sword Art Online. Oh. Alicization War of the Underworld Part 2. Oh, okay. We have Brawler versus Master Akudama Drive. Never seen that. I don't know that one. Of course, we have Deku versus Overhaul by Harry Kadimson 4. We have, ooh, this is actually a fun one. If you've seen um, this, uh, this anime, Jin Mori versus Han Dewai, the god of high school. Yes, okay. That was. That, okay, see, I knew there had to that, be another. Yeah, okay. That, first of all, that whole anime was about just throwing hands nonstop. So this fight scene was definitely up there. And then, of course, oh, and another one from God of High School, Jin Mori versus Jigal Take. <laughs> God of High School got two dollars because, again, this is a full anime about throwing hands. So I'm surprised it didn't win. I mean, that whole yeah, anime. I am surprised. Literally, they're in like a boxing ring, so they don't, and they're just like throwing full hands and there's like some power that's mostly like just throwing fast fists at people but again uh yeah there are some good nominations there but uh you know i think that the late million versus overall fight definitely i think i mean it, it wasn't I, I guess they were looking i guess like they're looking for more of like an over-the-top kind of fight and that fight's kind of like one-sided and i get that and i guess going full kaiju is just over top enough to be like yeah that's good let's deal with that one that was a good one 
And because it's My Hero Academia. <laughs> Which comes out next month, you guys. Fifth season. Hey. hey. Um, Amy, do you have anything to add today? I know. We will have our Attack on Titan discussion in about a month, you guys. I have a question for you. Yes. Um, for Amy. Okay. I saw the other day, I won't say who showed it to us, but I saw the other day that there's some rumor that Jennifer Lawrence might play Sue Storm. Oh, the right. I forgot. I My that. door's closed. <laughs> Thanks. I totally I heard, forgot about that. You know, that was I yesterday, wasn't it? I some thoughts about this. No, okay. So I just, want, I just wanted to vent for like two minutes. Cat, uh, feel free to jump in if you need to. So there was there was this really stupid. It was a stupid rumor because it's really dumb, and I don't know why anyone would 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 put this to paper or or the internet for that matter. But there was some rumor that Jennifer Lawrence was going to possibly be cast as Sue Storm in the next Fantastic Four film because God knows we need another one of those that hopefully doesn't suck. Um, and. I don't know if anyone has watched Jennifer Lawrence in like the X-Men films, specifically Dark Phoenix, and you really watch that film. She was like whoever whoever came up with, with this thought did, didn't see that movie. And they just made this a dumbass assumption because she's this white girl who kind of looks like Sue Storm. And I mean, no, Jennifer Lawrence should not be anywhere near a superhero film ever again because she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't care. She doesn't like it. She's not into it. And if you're not into it, don't be a part of it because it comes off as you're watching it. That's all I wanted to say. Just wanted to vent that. No, 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 no. Never, ever, ever, ever again. The end. Not my fantastic. (laughs) Not my fantastic four. Um, I think I kind of said this to you guys. She has been uh, on record saying that you know, she doesn't like being in movies like X-Men or, or franchise because, you know, she has the like Hunger Games star. Right. As you know, for her, the hard thing for her was putting on makeup for many hours and just, you know, saying them horrible lines. And, you know, it was kind of beneath, beneath her. So I, mean, I was like, the lighting wasn't great. We, I can give her that. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. But, but you could just, feel her not want to be there. Like when you can feel an actor not face. wanting to be there, that's horrible as an audience member. It's so shitty. Yeah. And I'm like, if she wants to be a part now, it's just obviously for the money and the fame, which I'm not going to hate on. I'm just saying that those are facts. Like she's coming in as a non fan of the fandom. You know, Absolutely. I, I feel like with Marvel now, they take their time to either getting people who are interested who are interested in the role so they learn the history of the character through comics or they give them all the comics they should read and the person reads it or the fan the the, the actor's already a comic book fan so they're just like already super hyped and excited and uh jennifer lawrence aren't it's neither of those things so uh i, mean, I like her i really I just hope don't no more yeah i just really hope that uh she doesn't uh well i feel like she's you know she's she's gotten her oscars so maybe she's feeling a little bit you know too too high and mighty for the for the soups films anymore she got her got her oscar she has her her image to uphold there was like some actor homeboy that played um uh the lizard in that andrew garfield movie the one that came to comic time (laughs) and like should talk all the nerds about how like gross and dumb their activities were uh he's always like i don't do comic book films i'm more or less interested in actual works of art Uh, i feel like he's the kind of guy wow i think the guy he he played lizard and he he was just super drunk at (laughs) comic-con and it was just that's the way to go 
he was just a real dick about about how like dumb comic book films are and how he just didn't like the movie and like bro you are in it you, you like cash that check or you do it uh but again i feel like jay laws like you know what I'm gonna bad mouth these movies, and it's giving me the exact same energy of like, I don't even like superhero films. That's why I was so bad. I didn't care about it. That was the first movie, huh? I mean, I went straight to the second one. My bad. You think it was a homeboy? He's in a few things, but yeah, he just, uh, I, I, I like, That's I remember like, because like, I remember like the video of him, like I sent him a video of him at Comic Con, and you can tell like he was just sloshed and was just in a mood. Oh, uh, Riss Ifans, Riss. He's I know Kaius. He's like a he's like a English. Has he done anything since then? He's done. He ought. Ought since then. He he was he was Luna. He was Luna Lovegood's dad in the Harry Potter movie. That guy. (laughs) Yep, five minutes of screen time, probably. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Holy shit! What do you mean? He was in the, he was in Harry Potter. That's so yeah. funny. I mean, I, I mean, the actor I usually talk about is Harry irony. Potter. Um, I mean, he was, was in Hill. He played Spike, which I think was like his what's his name's best friend. I didn't see that movie. Didn't see that movie. But uh, and then he's I don't watch Elementus's <laughs> Elementary, but he plays Mycroft, which I think is interesting. But he couldn't play Lizard in Spider-Man. Okay. And he played Luna Lovegood. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like Spider-Man 2. Good movie. <laughs> hey, stop. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Controversial Man. thoughts. Okay, so I don't know if I told you. I told everybody. I worked on that film. And it was very interesting. And seeing that film, I was like, this ain't, this ain't it. But okay, this ain't I'm it. I'm not gonna say much. But uh, <coughs> and I saw it, I was like, it might not be the word. Yeah, I pretty much just this thing. But that movie, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's a day that I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to prove to me that that movie is uh, that Homecoming is better than that movie. Uh, then two this, versus Homecoming. Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah, prove it. Uh, hella better. The end. <laughs> Break out your twine, I, cat. You know, oh, we got a twine battle that one mm-hmm. these days. Uh, I, I mean, got you beat. That'd be some great website content. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you beat on that one. I think. Uh, okay, I have to go into my office and pull out my files and start <laughs> yeah. making charts. Mysterious files of cats. It's, it's uh, it's not. What's a really easy one to throw out there, and then it comes to Spider-Man, is that Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, that's just correct. Mm-hmm. But. but I mean, okay, Homecoming <clears throat> had a way better, a better villain. That's that was already top tier already compared to Amazing Spider-Man Two. I think that's the only thing it had. Oh, okay. Um, Homecoming had Tony Stark. That's not. That's not <laughs> the same thing. She's like, there was a cameo. You weren't like, okay, what's Tony gonna say? Oh, okay, cool. Ha ha ha. That's Tony. But I mean, like, sure. If if the Sony verse had a high caliber actor that had such oh, backstory okay. as so Avengers, Avengers two, three yeah. Iron Man movies, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm okay, saying okay. is that's right. cheating because Disney, Disney, Disney just implanted the most popular character of their entire franchise to help up so 
well the Spider-Man movie. Or that's cheating. Or Ray, it was already written in the design because for him to be oh, in homecoming <laughs> was long it was a long con because that still led up to endgame and to where we are. This feels like and a longer debate that needs to happen. That's a whole other. Not a WandaVision, but Dr. Gray in the multiverse. <laughs> Hello, homecoming is a part of that. So that's a whole other twine. Check, is uh, is uh, is did they was any of that intended when they wrote? I'm gonna. I'll even give you when they wrote Iron Man three. Was any of that intended? And, yeah, it was. <laughs> no, it really was. I didn't think at first. Someone was like, "It's a PTSD movie," you know, and I was like, "Oh, Marlon's literally eating popcorn as you guys go." Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I think this they, is perfect. This this could be the image of the had, episode. They could not have had a single plan for that Spider-Man movie when Iron Red 3 was that far back in time. That's just... It's true, but been. you have Especially good writers that can grasp that thread. You gotta love the Marvel writers. Amazing Spider-Man... I don't even think Amazing Spider-Man one it come out at that time. Like, there's no way mm. they were writing Homecoming. What about the directors? Spider-Man came out 2012, so it came out right a little. It came out before. I want to say it came out maybe. Uh, when did Iron Man three come out? Um, after that, right? It came out after uh, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man two. No, twenty Amazing Spider-Man one was 2012. Okay, so uh, Iron Man 3 was 2013. All right, so okay, it came, so it came, it came out a year part. later. Yeah. Mm. I don't... Yeah. But anyway, that's a twine for another day. We got too involved in that. I see, right I see a hand from email. No, I'm saying five minutes. Okay, oh, <laughs> let's wrap this up. We were just <laughs> entertaining our fans, you guys. Uh, let us know what was better. Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man Homecoming. It's obviously, it's obviously Spider-Man Homecoming, so please let Ray know in all the comments. <laughs> Um, watch out for a future twine video of Cat versus Peter, Raymond coming to GeekForce.com whatever Peter in the future. Parker and Homecoming is just Miles Morales for white. It is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree on that. That Another they cheater. definitely told. They definitely stole Miles Morales' character and put it on uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker to make him the cool yep. guy. I'm, I'm not gonna say no to that. Which is why I feel like Spider Man into the universe into the, the Spider Verse is the best Spider Man because I feel it's the most accurate Spider Man. Um, yeah, I agree there. But that's another conversation for another day. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> our Spider Man episode. <clears throat> okay, but with that said, you guys, thank you for another. That was great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Uh, we are uh, I'm wrapping up today thank you guys for such a great and enlightening conversation I hope you guys had fun talking about it I hope our listeners took you know note on what we were saying please let us know your thoughts and comments you know you can hit us up on Facebook Twitter and Instagram Um, with that said um, hey it's another week you should go watch a movie you should go play a game you should go check out all the anime that won all the Crunchyroll awards because it's great but until then you guys love each other be kind to one another and geek on this episode of quest on media's geek force was produced in richmond california